Hello to our listeners and welcome to TNT ESQ. Along with my co-host Teresa Quinlan, I'm Rhys Thomas. We make up TNT. For those of you who don't know, TNT is our initials. Simple, right? Uh, we're here to explode the status quo. This series is all about talking with people who are helping us to think differently so we can start doing differently. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of TNT ESQ. Joining us today, we have Jennifer Bulkley. She is the owner of the brand new Gen X Enterprises LLC and Break the Ice Consulting. Uh, Jennifer is an audio impactor and holistic consultant. Uh, she's ditching a structured, self-built corporate company for a new mission. She's pursuing a life of freedom, self-authorization, in order to help others break free of their own illusions and lead a truly authentic and heart-decisive life. Wow. Welcome. A big round of applause for that, that last sentence. Epic. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you. So glad to be here. I'm so excited to have you on the show in this kind of new phase that you're going through. Um, we've known each other for, for a while, but I know that you've had this, this shift, and I'm, I'm itching to find out what it is that's, that's led you to that and how you've, you've, you've achieved that. But um, you know, as we always do, we start with this question about your passion, your obsession, what is it that has led you to make this shift? And I know before we were talking about it, you said it was this, this need for freedom. And we're both entrepreneurs ourselves. We know that one of the driving factors behind all of that is for that personal freedom. So mm -hmm. what does that mean to you? And then how has it driven you to where you are today? Yeah, so that's a great question. As far as the freedom aspect of it, building a company over the last 12 years I've had three or four businesses sort of in one and had to pivot and it turned out to be a fantastic business I'm very passionate about, which is facility services. Over the period of those, those 12 years, you know, what ended up happening was by the end of it all, I had really just built myself a cozy little comfortable corporate position as chief operating officer. And though I had, I have passion for the industry, I have passion for the people I lead, I get, I get to utilize a lot of my strengths in that position. It just wasn't fulfilling enough. There's something missing from that. Part of it was just the need to push back against that structure that I built for myself. I would much rather go down a path where I feel like I, I can really touch and affect personal lives on a much more personal level while I get to use my strengths and the gifts that I have to make that possible. It was sort of like a leading up to decision. I mean, this isn't something where you wake up the next day and you're like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ditch that business I just busted my butt for for 12 years and start something brand new. This was a, a coalescing of feelings over the last probably year and a half of my life where you just can't get away from these thoughts and these desires and these feelings. And really, they're, they're all these little different moments of clarity this eventually turned into enough inspired action to where I took those actions. Though I love what I'm doing, there's something missing. You know, when there's something missing, you're just not feeling that fulfillment that you want to feel. You go on a quest, you go on a mission to kind of find what that is. And if you are observant enough to your intuition and you're paying attention enough, you know, those things sort of surface to you and you recognize them and you say, aha, Point one, point two, point three, 
And after a while, it's just, I think it's who you really are that starts to come forward. And then recognizing that person and saying, all right, let's, let's do this. I'm not going to push you down any longer and keep you sort of buried. That's having a decisive part. The recollection of for 18 months or a year and a half, you were noticing something was off. And I wonder if you can describe for our listeners, what were some of the things you were specifically noticing? Because when we say something was off, that can mean a bunch of different things to, you know, each person, right. we go, I'm off. What specifically were you encountering? It was kind of like having a little bit of Groundhog's Day syndrome. Even though each day was unique to its own overall, I still felt like there was this mundane routine that I was going through. You know, I never wanted to have specifically a desk job. And then I ended up creating ones for myself inadvertently. Two, I was finding myself being unproductive, at least seemingly unproductive in my own mind. And I know I was probably beating myself up a little bit, but unless I really feel a little bit more fire underneath me, it's hard for me to continue to stay driven and motivated by you know, other external factors. I mean, the, by the end of it all, the most things that were driving me is obviously to put food on the table for my family and for my employees to also have a place where they can earn money and put food on the table for their families. And, you know, there's all these reasons, but I was feeling like I wasn't utilizing my real passion and strengths and gifts in a way that I wanted to. So I might've still been using them. It just wasn't really for the things that I wanted to which is more direct communication one-on-one -on -one with individuals or in group settings where we're digging deep inside how the human mind works, how the soul experiences the human form and all these different things that this curiosity I have about other people, you can't just arbitrarily start interviewing people on the street. <laughs> so you have to sort of figure out how do I take these interests that I'm highly interested in but, and combine that with, with my top strengths and gifts and talents and be able to create you know, a very constructive environment, which generally speaking is something like having a business, to have that outlet, that creative outlet, with no real structure around it. I mean, I, it, it could be literally anything. The, the sky's the limit. Yes, it is. And just, just to note, if you do want to start randomly uh, interviewing people, you know, the easiest thing is to start a podcast. So yeah, that, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I note to listeners, but yep. um, to go back to your story. Um, yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> you, you talked about the need to have more of an impact on a one-to-one -one basis. And I'd like to ask you and give you the floor to, to tell us a little bit about what Breaking the Ice Consulting or, you know, what are these things that you're birthing? What have you created? I know that it's still, you know, very fresh on your mind. You're still working on the website. You, you mentioned you, were, you weren't fully adhering to your full strengths and your passions. So what, what are those things that you felt weren't being fully acknowledged and how are you going to use those to help people? What I found about, oh, I don't know, I'm terrible with dates. Maybe it's about two years ago now. I hired a, co a coach for myself because I was feeling like a hamster on a wheel. And, and a lot of entrepreneurs, business, business owners go through these feelings where, you know, it's 10 steps forward and it's 10 steps back. And you just kind of going through like where you're just feeling like I'm not gaining traction the way I want to gain traction. And it wasn't to say that I was an impatient person because obviously I spent years doing this. So, you know, for me, it wasn't about that. And when I hired my coach, um, one of the first things they had me do was take 
strengths assessment test and find out what my top strengths were and work on those. So once I discovered what those top strengths were and I started to focus on them, utilizing them every single day, it really started to change how I put myself into an environment. It changed how I thought about myself and it changed how I started to think and feel, which was really empowering for me. Mm -hmm. Um, There's quite a lot of, you know, some personal stuff I won't get into on the podcast, but all of this is very applicable to my personal life at the time, just as much as it was my business life. So going through those steps and eventually really leaning into those things that, that I was being taught and that I was learning about myself created a sort of drive and desire in me to also want to see other people be able to discover those same things about themselves and take that and and be able to use that to create um, a way for them to become, you know, very agent in their lives and have that, that self agency that I think is so important for every single human to have. So ice is sort of stands for, you know, illusions covering our evolution. So, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of people, including myself, obviously, since I just went through this, (laughs) um, we put up these, these walls and these barriers and things like fear and self doubt and not understanding ourselves well enough, not having the right self-awareness, not giving ourselves the right time to learn who we are and how we tick and what it is that we really want out of life and what it is we really want to do. And so that's, that's, that's those illusions that we create, which I call the the ice, you know, that layer of ice that's sort of covering up who we really are. And so many people are just really afraid to let their vulnerable, authentic self out to the world and also explore their inner workings so that they can become what they really want to become or do what they really want to do. And it's, it's really unfortunate that there's just so much of that that you see. Now, there is a trend moving in the other direction, so I'm very happy that this trend is starting to take more shape in the world. And it's something that now that I'm just really passionate about wanting to help others kind of go through literally the same thing that I went through. But also, you know, you're going to have all sorts of different diverse backgrounds. You're going to have people that are all those different stages. Some people might be, you know, really great, high performing achievers, yet they still have some kind of internal dissonance going on or some kind of inner dialogue going on that's preventing them from feeling a sense of happiness or fulfillment. So on paper, it's like, well, I should, but why am I not? And a lot of times it's just because they, they've been really kind of duped into thinking that they have to perform for people or they have to do these achievements in order to feel self-worth or to, and that's just not true. Strong visual that you describe the essence of the thin layer of ice or really, because many of us listening may have experienced ice in one shape or form, ice can get pretty thick pretty quick, and it doesn't take too long before that thickness is very difficult to break through and really impacts what's going on sort of around us or contains sort of us on the inside as well. So we really loved in your description talking about that you went about it in this somewhat methodical way is that I first worked on changing how I was feeling by tapping into my strengths. So I first had to figure out what are my strengths in the first place. And then when I started paying attention to those, 
living into the fullness of who I am, really, then I started to change how I felt, which completely amped up your intrinsic motivation, which drives us to then risk more because we're much more comfortable in going after those kinds of things. And earlier you mentioned you like to help people dig deep into how the mind is working and what the soul wants. I think that's what I heard you say, something along those yes. lines. And I'm really curious if you can take us through what the mind wants and how the soul works. More often than not, they might be in conflict with each other. I think that sometimes there is not so much a conflict as there is an unawareness that we have this other modality to our being, which some will call a soul, some might call intuition. And I think that it's all interconnected to whatever that is and whatever you want to label it. But there's this other sort of fourth dimensional piece going on. And, you know, when we can, we can harness that and we can recognize that, and then we can sort of marry that to our regular human mind, our logical human thinking, and our biological uh, thinking, and put those into some kind of congruency, some kind of an alignment. And you guys are the first ones to definitely be behind this. I think part of those extra awarenesses that we can have is by having those moments of stillness and meditation and deep thought, giving ourselves the space and the time to recognize those elements so that we can kind of bring them into an alignment. Now there's methods to do that that are kind of can fast track a little bit so you can get a little bit a lot further along the line. You know, for me, it's always been spirituality, my belief in God. The other part to it is when we talk about intuition. So an intuition is just that it's sort of like these, these gut instincts that we have, and it's called gut instincts for a reason because it's something that you just absolutely feel deep inside you. It's hard to explain. And it could, it could be from a totality of circumstances that you've, you know, had, it could be part, parts of your subconscious mind, you know, pairing up with observations of the conscious mind and saying, Oh, Hey, look, these two things match up. Now I'm going to give you this, this thought that's going to come into your, into your mind. If you trust your intuition, if you keep going with those intuitive feelings, they, those thoughts end up becoming a little bit more of like points of clarity. Points of clarity, in my opinion, are opportunities. So here's a point of clarity. Now I have an opportunity. What do I do with this point of clarity? Do I just toss it by the wayside and keep going? I have all, many, many, many times first want to be guilty of that. Or do I finally take a look at it and go, well, wait a minute here. Let me use this opportunity. I'm done being afraid, you know, and let's just sort of harness this energy and ride that train with some faith and see what happens because you'll have that inspiration from that clarity. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I love that. The word that comes up to me as we were talking about this, as you asked the question, uh, you talked about conflict and you talked about congruence and you talked about the mind and you talked about the soul. And I was like, well, what's the thing that's, connecting of these two things, the thing that's in that bio that we said at the third, it's, it's your heart. It's the thing that's uh, empowered by that intuition thing. It's a, it's a case of disengaging the mind as the, the driver of the bus, if you like, and allowing that heart to feed into the intuition, which allows you to connect deeper to that higher self or soul or whatever it is you wanted to call it. And I think that by doing that, it gives you those steps as you're working towards working through the ice. You know, you just go back to your metaphor about the ice ice can be suffocating when you were talking about it. What I was thinking about, what is it that makes the ice thicker? It's time, isn't it? The more time you spend under the ice, the more years you spend in that position, 
the more time you stop answering or listening to those those inspirations, the thicker it can get. But we all know that ice is breakable. Ice can ice can thaw, you know, and it just it requires some kind of power, some kind of energy, some kind of heat, if you like. You know, that's going to come from your heart. This is the kind of thing that's going to help you break free. Whether we're talking about the metaphor of the ice here, or that we're talking about you know the reality of you breaking free from your business. And every step you took took you a little bit higher, and you know you were starting to break through the ice. And now you know you're what, what's <laughs> you're skating, you're skating around the ice, and yeah. you're, you're starting yeah. to do the pirouettes. And then you know then you'll be doing the the high speeds, you're going really fast, really fast, and then <laughs> keep skating. Like I said, you'll take off. So it's really cool that you did that. Really important. You mentioned the spirituality bit there. Um, I know that you you know God is very important to you. Can you talk a little bit more about that, the spiritual side of it? Because a lot of people have these messages or have these things and they don't take notice of them. They don't acknowledge them. For me, the biggest thing is this. I don't believe that, you know, we're separate from God whatsoever. So if we're God, if God is, is us and we're God and we're this extension, you know, as a, as a soul, which needs to experience itself somehow. So this human body, this human condition is the vehicle in which that soul can experience itself. And that is an extension of that ultimate source from which we all came and will again return. So it would be pretty dishonoring to yourself if you didn't try to experience that to its fullest. I wanted to be able to ask you about something in, your, in the work that you're doing, and specifically around two words. And perhaps this will come back to this description of we are in the human form, our soul's opportunity to experience itself. And we may even call that ego. Description of what you're doing, you use the words truly authentic. Now the word authentic in and of itself means like all the way there. And I, right. I do find that we experience needing to add something to that. We need to add another word, like like really authentic, truly authentic, 100% authentic, but authentic means 100%. Truly. You're right. It means, all, it means all of those kinds of things, right? But I think there's yeah. maybe something interesting within your experience and your thoughts about the soul experiencing itself and authenticity. And I'm, I'm wondering if you can speak a little to your experience with, within your own transformation. Yeah, so that's a really, that was really observant of you. Holy cow, I didn't never thought of it that way. You know, like, why do we have to say truly authentic? Doesn't authentic mean true, truly there, truly that? That's so funny. Uh, I love that. It kind of all goes back to when I first was in sales, uh, my very first sales job. And I, I never even, I don't think I ever even, heard the word authentic back then. I, I didn't know what any of that kind of stuff meant. And this, this is back in like 07 or so. And I just remember that the fastest way I was able to connect with somebody was to just be like completely and utterly vulnerable and like open to connecting with them as, as quickly as possible through like some kind of geeky story or something that they could just relate to a human to human as soon as soon as possible. So it might have been like a quirky joke. It was but it was just me really, really being me because I needed them to just quickly kind of recognize me as a human. I would recognize them as a human. And then we can start talking like real people talk and not in this sort of fake, you know, business world or sales role or or anything like that. So 
um, it was very quick that uh, I started to lead the board in sales. And, you know, I had no experience in it whatsoever. And my sales manager's like, you're such a natural. And I'm like, I, I don't really, I'm just shooting in the dark here and just being me. When we talk about connection, I think that the fastest, easiest way for us to connect with other people is to just let those guards down, be our true selves. But, but you're not worried about that perception of other people. Otherwise, you're not going to connect with them quickly enough. It wasn't until just a couple years ago that another person articulated that. Mm. And then I understood what it was. I didn't really get it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and they actually, it, you know, Larry Levine selling from the heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so he talks about selling from the heart. So on his show, he articulated what this is. And cause I didn't understand, I just didn't think about it. Um, so he hit the nail on the head and I recognized what he was saying. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's, that's what it is. It's just, you're, you're authentically being, you know, you're being yourself to the point where you're just not worried about you know, all these other preconceived notions or, or worried about what people are going to think or trying to be perfect or sound perfect, but we all do it to some degree. So as much as we want to say, Oh, I'm being hundred percent me, you know, there's always a little bit of show going on. Um, but again, that's, that's part of that human nature. That's part, but it's also what drives us to be a little bit better. So we're always sort of benchmarking ourselves a little bit and that's okay because you know, to be authentic means you want to continue to grow and to continue to fully develop in, into being a much more, you know, full person. And so if there's a little bit of drive there by kind of raising the bar on yourself a little bit, I think that's good. I think that's okay. That's, Teresa, maybe that is part of the ego that you were talking about, um, which obviously serves a certain purpose and function. The other whole side of the coin is this. If you want to expedite your iteration in self-development where you're making those connections faster and you're going to make a greater impact and stride with somebody else or something else, then the more you have to be in touch with your vulnerable self, your authentic self, because through the vulnerability is how we're open with our hearts to learn. So many, uh, so many amazing little points you added there. I was going to ask you about the vulnerability, the curiosity. You're like, bang, bang, you're just hitting it. Bang, bang, everyone. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. So it's about openness. It's about honesty. It's about removing those facades. It's about, I'm not this salesy guy who has this script and I must perform like this and I must talk like this and appear like this and only uh, interact with you in this way. You know, as soon as you can let go of all of those things, you can connect on that heart level, whether it might be in a sales role or whether it's just in, in a personal relationship. And it's those things that we've talked about. You know, we talked about ego and we talked about how these things have been conditioned into us. Those are almost like those layers of ice that are keeping us frozen, if you like, in this position a certain way. And yes, they can prolong our existence, if you like to use that analogy, but you're never going to change from that. You're fixed in that one position. Some people are happy just floating along in the ice in that same space. And other people realize that, you know, wow, there's so much more. What's on the other side of that? What's inside here that's reflected up there? And how can I make the, make the connection between the two? Just the last thing I wanted to ask you, you mentioned about the illusions in, you know, in the bio and in, in, in the ice acronym and stuff like that. So can you tell us a little bit about that, what, what that means to you and how you can like, break those illusions? Because I think that's an important part of what it is you're trying to do. 
The illusions are really those constructs that we build. Fear uh, is an illusion. Really, self-doubt is an illusion. None of it has to exist. It only exists if you're choosing to say that these things exist. A lot of disillusions is just messed up thinking. It's just old tapes or conditioned, you know, conditioning or, you know, of course, everything that you can stem through from from childhood or attachments and all those different things that we have that, that come up in, from our subconscious mind and our sort of shadow half. Those are those illusions. And so those are the things that you can deconstruct. You can, you can pick them apart one by one and you can lay down a new foundation, a very simple foundation for an authentic life. Those are all survival mechanisms really, but if you really want to make your life more than just about surviving and you want to thrive and you want to have that self-agency and that self-authorization and you want to have success, sustainable success, and you want to bring others along with you for the journey and hold them up as well, you know, for you to move forward, for you to step forward, um, to not be small, to be big, then you've got to break up those illusions, get rid of them and build a brand new construct for yourself. And it doesn't have to be complicated. It's actually pretty simple. This is going to be perfect because you are on the momentum train of motivation and your spiral of genius. For those who are not watching but are listening, you could probably hear it. We have the pleasure of also watching Jennifer's body language right now. And yeah. Face is, is more expressive. Your arms are moving. You have this yeah. starting to explode. And this is, I think, the perfect spot for us to throw up the hashtag, not anymore. And for our listeners, mm. when you're saying it's, it's, a, it's a simple construct that we can do to sort of shatter through these illusions, I would love if you could give our listeners a singular golden nugget of what might be the first thing that you would recommend they do to start chipping away at them. Chipping away at them is one side of the coin. I, I think that the golden nugget I want to give is what, what I want to say might not answer your question. Okay. If that okay. makes sense. Yeah. If you can start to think about what your, what are your desires? So maybe your desire is I want to chip away at those illusions. Maybe my, your desire is I want to be less fearful. Maybe your desire is I want a big house up on the hill. Let's take desire. Let's figure out what some of these hearts desires are. And then you can say, okay, well, here's my desire. Now I'm going to put an expectation that I'm going to get that desire. And what that really equates to is a certain amount of faith. So now I have what's called faith that this desire and this expectation is going to happen, is, is going to come to fruition. I have faith that, that this is truly what my heart's decision is. And that, again, that inspired action that you're going to take, if you continue to practice that, one thing after another, that faith only gets stronger and grows. And the more expedited you see your life starting to come together the way you want it to come together. I love a good formula. So here it is. Um, <laughs> this is what she said. She said, heart's desire plus expectation plus faith. And if you're not faith oriented, we can insert optimism plus action. Yeah equals illusion destruction. <laughs> yes, love it. Ooh. And freedom. Freedom. There you go. Oh yeah, perfect. Oh yeah. thank you. So yeah, thanks, Reese. <laughs> 
We've got some of your branding happening right here on. I know, right? Guys <laughs> are awesome. And put it on the website for all of our listeners to know exactly how they can get in touch with you so they can get more of you and what you've got coming up or going on. I am starting my own podcast and that's right around the corner because I've already got some people that have agreed to be guests and I have like a hit list going. It's going to be break the ice podcast. So we're going to be able to talk about all of these things on a regular basis. Obviously the consulting side of things, you know, it's a holistic approach that starts with you. You might want business consulting from me. You might be an entrepreneur or a leader of some sort, and it's still going to come down to some of these foundational pieces that start with you as an individual. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you. We'll put those in the show notes for our listeners so they could just grab them and run with it. We're at that point in the conversation when we get down and dirty with the rapid fire Q&A. <laughs> oh no, I'm scared, but not really. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Number one, manager or leader? Leader. Two, active or reactive? Active. Three, black and white or gray? I'm split with this one. This is hard. So much can be absolutely black and white in a direct opposite. I'll say gray. (laughs) When forced forced to choose, right? (laughs) Okay. Number four. Optimist or realist? Optimist. This is number five, which is the only one that has a right answer. Canada or England? Canada. Uh, I'll send you a flag. Heart or head? Yes. Uh, heart. Empathy or assertiveness? Empathy. Introvert or extrovert? Extrovert. Logical or emotional? These are so hard. Emotional. And last but not least, innovation or process? Innovation. You made it through the gamut. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. Thank you for being with us and sharing your story and your wisdom and your passion and motivation and the golden nugget utterly grateful for you guys having me on this has been fantastic yeah so hopefully next time you guys are on my show oh well yeah we're all waiting for that yeah we uh i'm really excited to see where this is going to go i I love that we've given you you another platform to to talk about this and maybe you know work through it in your head and come up with some new ideas as you're speaking this is one of the best things that happens when we're doing these conversations here's to the freedom here's to the decisive heart and here's to gen x and break the ice consulting and The best way for us to find out if we are giving you, our listener, the value of your time by helping you think differently so you can do differently is if you write a review and give a rating on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on.